Dr. Geneva Speaks. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks, where you'll hear amazing leaders from across the nation and around the world. Your host, Dr. Geneva Williams, a cutting-edge, transformational leadership coach, hopes and believes this show will enlighten, entertain, and inspire you to make a difference in the world. So listen up as Dr. Geneva Speaks. Geneva Williams, and happy 2016 to you and yours, and welcome once again this year as we take a look into the heads and hearts of leaders and the greater purpose they inspire in others. I'm so delighted to kick off our 2016 uh, season of learning about leadership and being inspired by leadership with our guest today. Dr. Dina Murphy. Uh, Dr. Dina is an internationally published author, a corporate executive, a designer, a transformation expert who uh, teaches busy female leaders how to avoid stress and strengthen resilience. Uh, she left her uh, corporate full-time corporate job as a bank executive and fueled her appetite for helping people uh, every day and helping others learn about leadership and banish those self-imposed barriers and really discover their personal empowerment. I've been so impressed by uh, her work. She's done a lot of research in to human behavior sciences, and she's used this knowledge and uh, awareness that she's discovered to um, facilitate large-scale innovation, uh, organizational design with proven outcomes that uh, are geared to help uh, better performance, higher productivity, Productivity and fuller engagement in work and life. And her uh, work and her research and advice have received attention from O Magazine, uh, HGTV, Huffington Post, Meredith Books, and a number of other uh, magazines and uh, news uh, radio programs and podcasts. And in particular, she's written several books, but the book I really am excited about and I've had the pleasure of, of reading, Resilience, Living Life by Design. And that's really what we want to talk about today, uh, talk about what is resilience and what are those traits of female leaders. And I might add that the Philadelphia Business Journal named our guest as one of 50 top minority business advocates in the region. And so we're so delighted to have Dr. Dina with us, and welcome. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm wonderfully well. Thank you. It is my pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for the invitation. I'm so delighted to be here with you. Well, so are we, so are we. Now, what did I leave out in my intro of you? Tell us a little bit more about yourself. I think you covered everything. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, a little bit about me. You, you know, we, we we want to talk about leadership and resilience, and I was thinking today, I said, what is really my my leadership and resilience story and my mind went all the way back to when I was in grade school and um, 
there was a play, uh, Little Red Riding Hood, that was the main character, and I wanted so much to be that main character. And my cousin, um, who was one grade ahead of me, she she got that part, and I and I got a, one of the parts to be in the background, and I was very upset about that. And I think that 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 um, experience was just the beginning of my. Uh, desire to all to be up front and to be a leader, um, mm-hmm. and so and then, and I was thinking today, why did my mind go all the way back there? So I guess that was really a cue for me to understand how I this was um, I was branded, I should say, uh, to be a leader of not only my own life but to help others lead their life. But as as you said in the introduction, you know, I grew up went into corporate America and I served there. For a number of years, um, over over 20 years actually, until um, our department was downsized, and I took that as a cue to go out and do my own thing. I I knew that I would not return to corporate America. I had a desire to be an entrepreneur. I did not know uh, what it took, but I had the boldness and the um, the, the the desire was so strong. I I just reached out um, to. Uh, I think I began in a multi level marketing industry, and realized that was not the the type of um, uh, entrepreneurship I was <laughs> desiring. But it was uh-huh. the beginning, and I did that. Um, finally, um, I had an epiphany um, that uh, one time about um, designing. The, the designing, I, it, well, to make a long story short, I was just actually decorating a home, a bedroom in my home, and uh, I could not find the um, the fabrics and the, the, the decor that I was searching for. And I had this epiphany, says, why don't you design your own? And I'm saying design. In my mind, I, I don't think I ever had thought about the word design, but I understood about decorating. And um, I found myself... In back in college, into uh, to seek a degree in interior design, and oh. uh, I, I attained the degree, uh, worked through that, got scholarships because I didn't really know how I was going to pay for a degree uh, as a entrepreneur. And uh, from the interior design phase, I then had a second epiphany some years later that uh, by um, because I had. Uh, I I had this been being in the homes of the females that I that I that designed their homes, I had a, a affinity for their lives and uh, for the things that they were going through, and I had this second epiphany that I could design their lives by the same principles that I was designing their homes, and I don't know where that mm. came from, but I spent that's how my life design uh, brand sort of spinned off, and I began coaching women and, and 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 teaching them and mentoring them how to become really leaders of their own lives through life design. And uh, so here I am, you know, it's, it's, it's spiraled into uh, women leadership, um, writing the book Resilience, and, and, and that's, that's pretty much who I am. <laughs> so you went from uh, designing homes and in, inside of, kitchens and bathrooms and bedrooms to helping women design and, and help figure out the what the parts of their 
lives might be. Did you did you find what are the similarities between those two? Well, or you know that's really different? interesting. Yeah, there there is a there was a similarity because it, when you're designing a space, it's 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 not functional, it's um it's literally stressful. You know, if you look at when things are out of place and out of order in a uh, uh, in a um, an environment, a physical environment, or be it the colors may be disarray or there's uh, just not the 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 space itself is not um, the uh, the furniture may not be uh, compatible with each other, and so with your life, it's the same thing. You know, you're 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 just not functioning properly based on the skills, the gifts, the talents, and your strengths that you ha- that you have. And so my 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 um, what I wanted to do is help women to understand that they could take be the uh, be the leader of their lives, but by reaching their fullest potential, getting their lives in order, seeking what it is inside of you that's holding you back, and let's reorchestrate this thing. Let's go deep down inside of, of your heart and find the root of cause of what's going on. We're not going to just put a Band-Aid on it and, and send you out, but we want to find the root cause of what, what is uh, going on inside of you and so we can organize your thought, your thinking, uh, um, once you uh, have your thinking in order, then obviously the um, the, the outer, when your inside is in, in line, then your outside would fall into place. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so that, that's that's really uh, the similarity of interior design and life design. And I sort of added some other things along with that as well. And so, what were some of those other things you added? Yeah, what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> some mm-hmm. of the other things I added to. to <laughs> Um, just really find, uh, discovering uh, why you're here, your purpose. Okay. I, okay. I, I don't, I, you know, that's a very touchy topic for me because I know that everyone is born with a purpose, um, and I believe the purpose comes from God. So I don't want to, I, I don't like saying I help you to discover to find your purpose, it's, it's unveil it is a good word, to uncover it, because mm-hmm, it's already inside mm-hmm. of you. And so we mm-hmm. go through uh, certain, even now I, I have clients that I work with, and there's still there's that little that that um, barrier that's there that they can't move forward because they don't know what it is they're called to do. So I like to work with them to first find their Strengths. There's a test that I uh, send them to to try find their strengths, the VIA strength test. And this is not your talent, so you get this is just what you are good at doing. This is something that um, that helps you to what you do best each and every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, once they discover that, then they know how to implement those strengths within their their activities of the day, whether it's their corporate job or their um, positions. Um, their their uh, entrepreneurial positions or whatever it may be, and um, we find their strengths. We then we um, help them to take those strengths and utilize them into in the areas of their lives. Okay. So how does how did resiliency come about in all of all of this? Now, when I think about resilient, I in in my mind I say, well, that's like bouncing back from something happened to you and you bounce back and how you come back uh, 
to center, come back to meaning, come back to purpose. Is, is that what re- resiliency is about? What's your definition of it? I believe that resilience is a journey. Um, I, I, you know, I know that the dictionary defines it as you know you bounce back, but I'm feeling that if you if you have a setback and you bounce back to where you are, you haven't really made any progress. So I believe that resilience is a journey to get not from A to B, but from A to Z to get to get beyond okay. where you were uh, st- uh, stopped in the beginning. And it's a process. It's a journey. And again, it goes back to the mindset, that inner chatter. What is that chatter saying to you? And how can you, in real time, I call this real time resilience, or the scientists call it real time resilience. How can you combat that? Um, you know, you have to speak back to what your mind is saying to you. If your mind is saying that you will never um, uh, progress and you will never be successful or you're never going to get that appointment or you'll never write that book or whatever that never is, you need to counter that with um, that is not true. You, you are not in control of my life. You're not in control of my mind. I am in control of you. And that is not true. So the process continues forward to get past and beyond the setback. Um, re- the book Resilience uh, came about, um, really, I, I, I wasn't looking to write another book. That was not something I really wanted to do. Um, I was in a conference uh, with Marshawn Evans, and um, the question was asked, what one word describes you? And mm. In my mind, I, I, the resilience popped up, but as it was a strange thing when, as I'm thinking resilience, I hear someone behind me say resilient. And I said, no, that's me. I'm say- I didn't say it to the person, but I said to myself, how can you be saying what I'm thinking? You know, it was, it was just that fast. And, 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 uh, and so I said, okay, resilience. I remember writing that down, and I came back a Three, two, three months later from the conference, and this term resilience just kept, kept coming up, resilience, resilience. And I said, what am I going to do with this? I have to do something with resilience. And, again, I didn't want to write a book, and I know that was the quickest and easiest way to reach people. And I said, I have gone through so many um, disturbances in my life. You know, I have I lost my – I lost everything. I lost my home. I had filed bankruptcy. And um, and I move past that uh, stage and, and move beyond that. So I said I knew there was other women out there who perhaps was in the corporate environment. I wanted um, established leaders to tell their resilient stories. You know, we hear so many stories about the racks, the richest story, but I want to ha- hear stories from established leaders who perhaps people would be surprised that they went through certain things. And I want them to tell their story. So I reached mm-hmm. out and interviewed mm-hmm. women, and I think I came up with 12 women who mm-hmm. got together uh, and wrote their story for this anthology, and, and that's the book that we're referring to, Resilience, Living Life by Design. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, a, just a phenomenal read. And and I want to get into the, to, to the book a little. Um, so, yes, there's you talk to there's the stories of uh, 12 rooms, remarkable, awesome women and their stories, each one of them uh, is very uh, interesting and captivating. And, and you know, uh, Dr. Dina, you, you, you talk about in, in your book that resiliency is an essential component 
of leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us, tell us a little bit about that and how the stories of some of these uh, women uh, prove that statement. Well, uh, yes, um, the, every woman in that book are leaders in their own right, and throughout their stories, one of the amazing things about it is none of their stories are the same. And they came, um, in telling their stories, they talk about how they, you know, some of the the components of the strength, how strong they were to overturn the uh, areas in their lives that um, were broken, you know. Um, And when I say broken, I mean, when when you talk about resilience, in my mind, something has broken down. And um, and a component in order to build yourself up to become that strong leader, you know, you have to be strong. You have to also have boldness. Um, mm-hmm. There was one uh, story that one of my favorite stories in the book is a young lady uh, who talked about her. She was a um, she was in the military, and uh, at mm-hmm. sixteen or seventeen or eighteen years old, she discovered that she was uh, expecting. And the statistics were totally against her. Even her her superiors told her, you would never return. Uh, why don't you just forget about pursuing a career in the Army? But she defied that, and she uh, uh, left the the, the – um, she went and have a, had a child, and, and long in the story of it, she did return. But she talked about three areas of her life that really um, – helped her, gave her the strength and the boldness to overcome. And she talked about uh, determination. Was I know it was three Ds, and I may not have them correct, and I don't have the book in front of me, but she said that uh, determination was one. I think the other was drive, and I can't remember the third D, but she talked about that. So in my mind, she was strong, she was bold, and yet she was humble at doing that because she um, she she defied what her superior said, but she 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 did not tell him to her face. She didn't tell him to her his face that um, you are wrong. You are wrong. I'll be back. But she started to herself. I I think she said in the chapter, I I said I will be back. And then she was proud. She not being arrogant, but she was proud. She came back to um, her post with her child and graduated, and then the superior that was present at that time saluted her and said, you are now above the superior that told you you not return. Call him and let him know that you're back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she was really able to, to make a difference and come back and show everyone and be that resilient female leader. Yeah. Yes, now, now that's yes. And and that's that's uh, I was going to ask you what perhaps was one of your favorite stories, but and, and you know it seems as I was reading through the various stories, uh, it would probably be hard to choose because all of them are just really phenomenal. And I noticed that in the um, each of the uh, women that you've interviewed start their uh, section with defining resilience uh, from their perspective. Did you find, um, you know, what what was the same or differences in how the women that you talked to defined resilience? Um, They started the book that way because that was the outline that I gave them. 
Mm-hmm. That was one of the requirements. I did not want this anthology to be uh, just a book with stories, um, mm-hmm. and I wanted to have some type of structure. So um, one of the requirements was they had to define resilience um, and um, and talk about what it meant to them as it related to their mm-hmm. own story. And um, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question. Uh, I, I, you, you wanted to know, well, could you repeat that for me? Because I'm not sure. Well, well, you know, again, so many of us look at perhaps resiliency differently. And I was just wondering, mm-hmm. did were there some common themes with um, the the leaders that you interviewed about mm-hmm. resiliency and and how resiliency is important to leadership, where there's some things that they, you know, that pretty much all of them said, or where there's some striking differences in how uh, women looked at uh, resiliency in terms of their own leadership. Um. Yeah, you know, most of them, in my, if if I can recall correctly, most of them had the same theme, except okay. one. One of them, um, and I'm trying to turn to her. I think it was a Melanie. Her her definition was striking to me, because she defined resilience in one uh, in 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 uh, several um, sentences. Uh, she says uh, resilience was for her bruised but not broken, disappointed but not discarded, wounded but not weary. And I like that tone because it wasn't like a, um, a flat-out definition. She just gave some scenarios of what it meant to her, and that mm-hmm. sort of set her apart from the other ladies. She said saddened but not jaded, left but not lonely, you know. And so it, it was a... a she just gave a, like a, a, a rhyme of what resilience meant to her, and she says, I am resilient. Uh-huh. So I uh-huh. felt that um, that was really, that stood out for me. I, I like the way mm-hmm. she uh, defined resilience. Most of the other ladies, I think it had a common theme. They, they defined it differently, but the common theme was really much back, bouncing back from an adversity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so how, how did, um, you know, what were the tips, uh, that they suggested from bouncing back. Or well, what is your own perspective on? So how do you how do you bounce back from those difficulties, those the the, um, the challenges at the workplace, or the the difficulties in your home life, or or just the challenges of trying to be a leader? What are some of the one two threes about how you bounce back? How you become resilient? Well, you know, I, I wrote an article uh, on Huffington Post, and I addressed uh, some 20 traits of a resilient female leader. And from oh, my great. perspective, one of the things that I that 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 drives me is uh, you have she understands that resilience is an inside job. You know, she has to make control herself, control her inner chatter, and um, and and that's really difficult. Um, because we always seek we seek remedies for any um, bounce any any uh, problem that we have we seek remedies outside of ourselves. So the first thing I feel that she should do is is understand resilience is an inside job, and not look at what she see but look at what can be. And one okay. of the other uh, other um, things I would say is she will pull. Um, 
she will pull on her best experiences. In other words, she will rehearse her past experience that have gotten her to uh, a successes or, uh, you know, through some issues and pull on those for strength. Don't dwell on what's going on. Okay, if I made it back then, if I, if I came through before, I can do this again. And mm-hmm. um, okay. one, of, one of the other things that I would say, especially in a corporate environment, is don't get um, caught up in the politics. Um, when I was in corporate, one of the things that I would do, and, and people would always tell me, you are so different. I, was, I wasn't an introvert, but I was very careful because I guess I didn't trust many people. <laughs> I don't know. But I was uh-huh. wanted to make sure that I wasn't caught up in the office politics. I wanted to um, be committed to pursuing my, my, my dream, my, the path that was right for me, and not be caught up with what everyone else is doing. And that could really, when you're trying to travel the road to resiliency and you find that um, your neighbor's path was one way, sometimes we tend to want to do what others do. So just to be independent and be focused on your own path and move forward. Um, and another one that, I, that, that really registers with me is um, uh, she, she, she learns, like, she, you learn from what has transpired in the past, but don't revisit it. Don't make that your pillow to lay on. You know, you, you, okay, what was, the, as, what was the learning curve from that mistake I made in the past? How did I get past that? And what can I learn from that mistake and move forward? Mm-hmm. And know mm-hmm. what your value is. Know, know, understand that you are valuable. Know what your value is. And, 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 and just marinate. Let that marinate. You know, sometimes we are told that um, because we make a mistake like the young girl in the book, you know, the young lady in the book about, you know, she got pregnant when she was in the military, that she would never amount to anything. She would never return and fulfill her career. And um, don't know. Write down a list. I like writing. I like journaling. Journal your values. What is valuable to you? What are your strong points? What are your uh, best traits? What what are your what are you good at doing? And and just write them down. And then by process of elimination, pull out the best three, and hold on to those. So that's some of the um, one of the exercises that I use with my girls. You know, what are the what is what is the one um, best three out of the uh, the list that you write that you can do right now and hold on to those values and those traits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When, when you go through, you were saying that that was one of the exercises you do with uh, the young women that you work with. Um, how, how, do you, how do they find that experience? Is it enlightening for them? Is it difficult? Is it challenging? You know, the, the journaling part has been so transformational um, for, for everyone that I coach. Mm-hmm. Because they they've never journaled before, and it's an exercise they they have to do before they go to bed, and they have also they have two journals. They have to journal what's going on in their hearts and their mind, what's what they're going on with them, and then the second journal is a thank thankful journal. What are you thankful for? What has mm. transpired during the day that you are thankful for? And I remember having one client. A uh, year ago, she said, well, I can't think of anything. I said, my goodness, you, can you see? You have sight. You can hear. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you can um, you can walk, you can talk. You I said there's so many things that you take for granted, and one and science tells us once we uh, learn how um, uh, count our blessings is a good like I like to say it, but they talk about being grateful, how this can really transform your life. And uh, and those are one of the one of the lessons that I find that has been more, most impactful with the ladies that I coach. Mm. So just thinking about all the things that uh, you know are good in your life that are your blessings that in itself just going running that through your mind and writing that down is an empower empowering exercise. Yes, that, that's absolutely that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because writing, because when you write it down, it just does. It's just, it's like it's like a commitment to you, to your, to yourself. You know, when you see yourself, you you retain more when you write it down than just thinking about it and just reading it back to yourself. Yeah, and then you start beautiful. savoring it. Yeah, you know, because oh, um, you know, and enjoying what you've written. Yeah. Exactly, because you know, research tells and, us and that it makes you happy. <laughs> no. You know, I don't know. I don't. I can't say. I can't say that I, I can prove that. But this is what research says: when you, uh, gratitude shows that um, increases your uh, happiness and helping you to notice uh, the good things from uh, that's already happening around you. So you, it's like a habit. I would say you get in the habit of being appreciative and grateful, and then you look for those things. So it can so transform habit. your life. So the habit of gratitude, that's wonderful. And I know in your book, too, in the, uh, at the end, you give people an opportunity to start that journaling uh, through several exercises that, that you have mm-hmm. in the back. And it's just phenomenal. Dr. Dina, I wish we had another hour uh, just to talk to you, and perhaps you'll come, you'll come back and we'll be able to uh, talk some more about resilience and other things that are important to leadership. Thank you so much, Dr. Dina Murphy, and uh, thank you for joining us today. It has been my pleasure. Thank you so much, and I'd be honored to come back and chat with you. Terrific. And so to our listeners, if you have comments or ideas about other leaders you'd like to hear from, uh, just visit us at the website and stay tuned for our next show when we continue to inspire great leaders for greater purpose. Thanks for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks. Dr. Geneva Williams, an expert facilitator and leadership coach, lecturer, and keynote speaker. For more information on Dr. Geneva, visit her online at www.drgenevaspeaks.com. That's drgenevaspeaks.com.